Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at teachhoops.com. For coaches who want to get better. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, welcome to Coach Unplugged, episode 598. Happy Tuesday. Um, Today, before we jump in, we're talking about scouting a little bit again today, but before we jump into the podcast, I'd like to give a big shout out to to our two sponsors is today. Um, first of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. Not only is it innovative, not only is it easy to use and break down, not only are they the only ones to come up with something, the first shooting machine that's specifically designed for the home that you can use in a, in a world pandemic. Um, call them, they'll work with you, financing, they'll work with you, trade in, all sorts of things. So call them, mention Coach Unplugged, and they'll give you $350 off your next purchase. That seems like a great deal to me. Um, Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Today's podcast, we're going to sit and talk to a teachhoops.com member. We broke some film down for him. This is one of the many things we do on on -on one-on-one calls and office hours. um, Jake and I actually took some film. Um, we looked at it, we came back, we discussed his team. Um, again, it's going to be a little bit hard because this is audio. I think, I believe I put this one up on um, on my YouTube channel, but we broke down film for him. We talked about specific players. We talked about things we could do. There's nothing else like this on the web um, that gives you this, also gives you resources, also gives you courses, also gives you, you know, office hours, also gives you all those things. Um, so come over and join us at teachhoops.com. You won't be disappointed. It's a great time to join right now. Um, I know it's a tough time for everyone, um, but it is, a, it is a great time to come join us and join our community. I don't think you'll, I don't think you'll be disappointed. Um, all right, so let's head off to the podcast. Because in the playoffs, we always have three referees, okay. and they call way too many fouls. And so now you got three guys calling tons of fouls. So Rather than two. Just, yeah. So anyway, it doesn't seem like that's what – but I actually prefer it that way just based on the way they call the game. Right. I know why that I mean, every, 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 every referees are different, but it just that's why I noticed in the playoffs, it felt like everybody had to get their input in. But right. Anyway, Everybody's got to kind of, everyone's got to start playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I mean, that's common. But, but I know, I know most people have three here, but that's yeah, a lot have three. All right. So I'm going to do, they're that. probably going to go, they're probably going to go to three. They've been it's talking it's about better for the, time. it's better for the kids. All right. Hold on. All right. I'm just going to start it right here. So what was the final score of this game? Mm, I don't know at the top of my head. They ended up beating us uh, by 15, 15 or so. I watched it all this morning. You were, you, were, you were close with them to about the middle of the fourth quarter, and then they kind of blew you out. Then they just blew us out, yeah. I wonder if I could play it through Huddle rather than as an MP4. Because I know everyone in, the, everyone in the world is on their Wi-Fi right now, so I think it's slowing it up a little bit. All right, jump in whenever you want. Um, 
So, so what do you, what, what's your observation on this game? And then I'll tell you what, I only watched the first half. I didn't get to the second half. Mark, what's your thoughts? And I have some defensive thoughts for sure. <laughs> I'd rather just hear you guys thoughts. Cause I've already got my thoughts. Okay. So, um... so I'm a, <laughs> your, your zone is, um, is good, but it, you don't, I would work on matching up. Um, in the sense that like that last possession that we just had, you know, the ball was on the right side and it's like this guy over here, the 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 bottom left guy, he's not guarding anybody. So they should actually be guarding someone at all times, or at least the closest guy. Um, okay. So like there, there's two guys in the ball. If you want to trap, that's fine. Um, but if you're going to trap, then that should be denied. That pass back, pass back out should be denied. That's what's that's what right. that's what kills you. Is right. That, we that just started trying to work on trapping the second half of the year, and that's one big. Um, Mistake we were making, like you said, we weren't cut off the lanes once we get to the trap. Yep, so and you, you got to cut off the <laughs> passing lanes, and then, right. Even though it's zone, you should they should always be guarding someone. Like who's the close? Like so, so, so tell me. I didn't mean to interrupt you, coach, but tell me. So like when the ball's on this okay, side. Okay, so like, like right there, everybody should have. Them. Everybody should have somebody. Like so, if you look right there, this guy's in here. This guy's here. This guy flashes in the middle. He should be coming across, right? This guy right. is staying over there, but this guy's going to – my guess is this guy's going to get the ball because the top guy has that guy. So when you hit play, okay, he's got to stay with him until he hands him off. Now, I don't mind this guy standing up here and him sitting down here and protecting the paint. But then the – I don't remember what – I can't even tell. It's like I think that's 24. 24 should hand him off to the guard. And then if the guard has to come out on this guy, then 24 has got – I mean – there's two guys guarding the ball here. So if you're trapping, that's fine. You got to deny, got to deny, got to, this guy should come up and deny the reversal. This guy should deny here and make him skip it. So that's, I think part of the, that's part of what I saw is that was that those skips and dribble penetrations are what killed you. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So stop. So like right, yeah, like right there, if you gap that, you know, if you yeah. gap that, and that. Your high post guys were always having their back turned. So they, they were never flat, so you never had the middle clogged up enough. So, like, if they're not going to guard anybody, at least they can do is guard up space and keep the lane from I, – I felt that, you know, if they're not going to guard anybody, the least they can do is pack it in. But right. there are too many times – look at here. He should be way more down in the high post because that guy's doing nothing out there. Right. And then, then – no, Which, which, which guy are you talking about? <laughs> Which like guy are you 13, talking about, Jake? Number guy like number thirteen in the high, like opposite of the two three. Uh, okay. But he he. Well, why is he guarding that? NBA guys don't shoot from that that right. gray line. So unless you're trapping, he should he should be back in the semicircle. Correct. Because he can help with this other guy flashing up, and then you're at least clogging up the middle. Right. He's of no use there. Him coming high is like like heaven for me because I'm just gonna flash that so, over the face. Like that. So, Coach, so coach, what do you tell the kids? Because I've been saying this for years. I, I tell them every time for the game, hey, guys, people always put shooters on the wings. Don't even worry about the gap at the top of the key, blah, 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 blah. Because that's what everybody always well, does. No, don't worry I mean, about the gap at the top. I, say, I would say you should never have a foot outside the three-point line. Like, you okay, shouldn't be outside. The, I mean, go ahead and shoot those, guy. We'll win if you shoot those. Like, you can have your foot on the three-point line, but it shouldn't be outside the three-point line. Like, okay, so that's a good rule. Do not step out. 
Yeah. Right. I got you. Why are you guarding them that far <laughs> out kind of thing? Um, that's probably me uh, not being clear, just saying don't go too far out, but not get them the set guy. Yeah, you got to give them the specifics. So hold yeah. those. Okay, yeah, Jake, go through your notes while I reboot this. Um, hey, uh, I, hey I, Jake, for you, Jake, for you jump on that just real quick, just to clarify, when you talk about handing people off, uh, is it a matter of actually just the guys talking um, and just saying, you know, you've got 22 and just talking the whole time or is there any yeah, other? Yeah, so like here, here's a prime example of me pausing it right here. So that's number 23 as the ball. Who is number 12 guarding? Actually, I don't, I actually don't have it pulled up. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I got to show. I got to share it. So I'm talking to myself. That's my bad. I'm trying to reboot it. Okay. So this is a prime example where I pause it right yeah, here. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, like who is twelve guarding? Uh, no one. No one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you're of you're of no use to me on the court if you're not going to guard someone. So here's what's got to happen: is he's either got to he's either got to drop down, and those other two guys got to rotate, or he's got to come up and guard twenty three, and then these guys rotate. That you might have your wing guys start to come up a little bit further. Right. And then when we talk about handing off, we, what we do is 12 would yell, I got him. He'd come up and then, and then um, 14 would drop back and then 12 or whatever that other guard up top would drop back and then you could rotate. You literally got to talk. Like you guard him. We never want to leave the ball ever. Like never leave the ball. Like never. But as soon as one of your teammates says, I got him, then you can rotate off. So he would stay there until someone comes and guards him. He's not going to, he's the, the guy guarding 23 is doing the right thing. Um, the issue is he's not like, he's not guarding anybody. That's the problem. So, so coach, so I Quinn, so I was telling because both, they had two big guys that could both, uh, you know, jump off two feet dunk. They're much better rebounders than us. Yep. So I was having my bottom guy front, front the guys every single time. Yep. So right there, I had the guy trying to front, but what you're saying is, that's fine, but then but my other wing guy. It'd be easier for twelve to front because twelve could just drop down. He's already fronted, and then I don't know what right, numbers. But it, right, but it's okay for him to be there for a second till till the yeah. Uh, so 12 I don't remember what out. happens here. So he's still he's still fronting, and twelve's not guarding anybody. Right, and you're at a disadvantage right now. You literally have three of your guys on one guy, so you, they have an advantage. A good team would skip this. This guy's wide open over here. So I like this. I like this. You know, attacking the rim. But yes, you literally got to yell like, I've got him, you've got him. Like, everyone right now should be guarding someone. It's a zone, but you're guarding so everybody's someone. Guarding. Yep. So, you know, so I got him. I got him. So, who, so right there in that corner, Coach. no one, two people were guarding. What'd you say, Mark? No. So so if you're on the back side and there's no one back there, though, go, you would go still find the, the closest. Block. You should find the closest guy. Could you, like rewind, could you rewind? Coach, could you rewind that just real quick so you could? You could explain that again so, yeah, yeah just, like right here yeah, uh, i was actually a little bit before yeah, that before think, that actually. what is that 356 okay so stop like who is everyone guarding this guy's guarding the bottom guy the middle guy's guarding him he should be guarding him he should be on him and he should be on 15 so we're so we're, we're good right there right right now. there you are okay so right here the guy again your guy isn't guarding anybody this guy is not guarding anybody so he should sink and get get as low as the lowest guy is what I always say on a zone. Because he's going to guard ball. 14 is going to come up here and guard 11. I could see 12 guarding 15 or at least getting in the paint knowing he has them. But this guy's not guarding anybody. Okay. I, if, if I'm 24, the the team, the guy in the white here, I would have stopped at short corner and looked for a pass because this guy's not. And then when I watch what happens when I 
hit play. Okay. He's still not guarding anybody. You're guarding space. You don't want to guard space in a zone. You want to guard a person. And so when that guy, because they were just running a guy from, yeah, but uh, but, but, but eventually, corner. eventually, I think at least in the, he 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 ended up stopping. He ended up not going all the way to the corner. I would have he'll he'll eventually read that he's going to stop at the short corner because why would I go out to the corner? Because I'm just running to you. I'm going to stop before that. So when he is running, uh, the right, other right. guy that was not guarding anyone, where who who would probably get the runner? The guy that's running the baseline as mm-hmm. he comes across. Um, he's coming he's coming yep he's yep one of the one of the one of the not the middle guy in the two three the one of the wings the bottom wings one of the wings would get him at when he came all the way across yep and then if you watch here we'll go back to this um go back to this stretch here because you notice that you'll have two guys on the ball so again it's about handoffs so when the ball goes right there 14 is too high. Right. Yep. Look at these two guys are guarding the ball. This guy's wide open. Like if he moved two feet and if this, if it's like, and if what number is that? 15, if 15 flashed to the elbow, he'd get a wide open shot and a, and a one-on-one attack to the rim. He's standing out there for a three at this point, but so no one's guarding the guy in the corner, which is if you're going to trap, then this bottom guy's got to go out and this guy's got a front and make him skip it like that. And again, two guys on the ball again, which is fine. But if you're going to put two guys in the ball, front which is perfect so your big guy did a good job on that this guy's got to deny this pass out and then this guy the the bottom bottom guy which is 24 or i think 24 he's got to guard two guys and look for the steal you know what i'm saying you gotta you you gotta front the low post whenever you trap otherwise that's gonna happen they're gonna attack the rim and kill you i mean that's what i mean i would have 24 and i just have him get on the wing and just go at the rim at you uh-huh. So, so the way the way that I was teaching the guys in the wing is when the ball comes to the wing is for the wing just to jump out for a second, and then the person coming across the top guy to bump them back down. Yep, they yep um, they got to talk on the bumps though, and then yeah, yeah. But it's more than that though. They get too they're too robotic in doing that, and they're not actually guarding someone. Is yes. is the gist of that? Yes, what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes. And that will take care of some of the because because that's what Jake was just saying. That will take away those flashes to the middle because zones zones will flash that middle, and those are the ones that you have to jam. You have to jam those flashes. You can't let them flash the middle because if twenty two and twenty four catch it in the middle, you lose. If you're watching it, I mean those shots all day. I mean, I literally in film session, I'd say if he shoots ten of those, we win. We want twenty four right. shooting those. Now, we don't want him attacking the rim and getting to the free throw line, but we want him attacking those. What else, Jake? What is that, 5 Why don't you share your stuff while I reload this? Move your move the mic up so I can hear you. I can't hear you. I'm sorry. I said I liked, I liked when they trapped a little bit. I felt like your guys played a little bit harder and more defensively out of the 2-3 when you added some trapping. Um, when I watched mm-hmm. them in the second half, I felt like the 2-3 got slow when you didn't trap, and there was a lot of times okay. in the second half that the, the other team was just able to dribble right around your guys. Um, and they got very complacent. Uh, so that's something that you want to be aware of. Are you playing this team again next year? Uh, yeah, we're, we'll be in their di- – we're going to move up a division most likely, so we'll be in our division. Yeah, they are, to me, they were a team that was ready for the 2-3 zone just in retrospect of watching them, just, just for you to know because I felt like they ran four or five different things against your 2-3. Um, they ran that backside yeah. lob. Um, they ran like a they ran they ran like a really good X action, uh, so they were prepared for the two three. So that's and why you have to have something else in your arsenal. That's what that, that's what I'm trying to get at is that you're going to have to have something else because they were totally prepared. 
Um, they overload the zone multiple times to the corner. Yep. Uh, they ran a two-on-two set. Uh, they ran an X set. Um, they, they ran a bunch of stuff that I would have ran against the 2-3 because the high post was so high, so ex- easily to expose. Um, so um, they're, they're going to be, obviously, they seem pretty well coached. They, they, they probably see a lot of 2-3 um, throughout the year just because of the, uh, the mismatches that other teams have against them because they do have some size. Those two big kids probably give other teams problems as well. So that was one thing I thought about is, like, what can you do to add into your arsenal for next year? Because I don't think you're going to be able to beat them with the two threes on the entire game, that's for sure. Um, thinking about maybe if you want to add some wrinkles in your two three, like the trapping that you did, you may want to look at opportunities to double the post. Because, uh, um, you know, or um, I like that it, idea. Too. That was on my notes. It's like sometimes I think you just got to come at them because they. I mean, it's got to be in spurts. You, can't trap you did the, the first game. couple minutes, and then you did an early in the third quarter, and you had some success, and then it kind of it kind of went away. Uh, with the, you, when you're saying uh, double. I was just going to say, Jake. So when you say double uh, the the post, then just the the middle guy just doubles and then try to cut off the lanes and get a steal. Um, what I would say is that like, and then if you're not gonna if you're not gonna front, then you play directly behind, and then that wing guy comes and doubles, or you have the doubler actually come from the opposite wing, and you know, um, and you double double the post. So which guy from the opposite wing? So if it's doubled on... Like forcing them to skip the ball. So like you're up the opposite side of the 2-3, like really pinch it in and look to double. Like the backside guy. He's going to sink. Huh. I've never... I've never He's gonna, yeah, I've never tried it. Do you know what I'm saying, Steve, or no? I think I do. I was going to try to diagram it here. Yeah, I've never Let's, thought of that. Let me move this. I got to get my stuff ready for next week too to diagram things better because I have my okay. So, so what kind of offense? What? How are you going to set up the X's? Where do you want me to put them? Uh, let's just have let's have one guy at the post. One guy here, high post. Low post. Say the ball's right. coming low post. Right here. Um, other way. Other side. Over here. Yeah. Ball up the wing. Ball up here. Um. Okay. Have a guy on top. Up here. Or over here. Uh. Either way. Okay. So we'll put X one. The guy here. the wing. Okay. And then you, they're probably going to, uh, in this circumstance, they're probably going to overload. And so there's probably a guy in the corner. Right. Say ball side corner? Yeah. Okay. And probably then a guy over a guy. here. Yeah. So the, the, the key, the, 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 the idea is you got to figure out where, where your best situation is for, for them to double. So this guy would play, the middle guy is going to play tight against him back to back. Okay. So um, X2 is going to come up. No, you're going to have the, the, uh, the middle guy play tight directly behind him behind x5 yeah and then what i'm thinking the 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 trap comes from is from the the number one guy over here hey everybody hope you're enjoying the podcast um i'd like to give a big shout out to our sponsors first of all ttubes.com for coaches who want it better we're all shut in right now and we're all kind of working through things um this is a great time to come work on your craft and come over and work on ttubes.com come over and work on your basketball craft at teachhoops.com. But more importantly, this episode is brought to you by the people at VO. It is a portable sports camera company that is so easy to use. Um, you know, basically comes, it comes in this box. It looks like a little briefcase. It's actually smaller than a briefcase. You'll open it up, you'll put it on top, you'll put it on a tripod, you'll lift it up as high as you need to go, and you'll hit record and boom, you're done. That's it. Um, it's so easy to use. It's a type AI technology is unbelievable. 180 degrees. Um, and the great people over there are offering free shipping right now and they are offering a hundred dollars off. So I'll put this down in the show notes, but vo.co backslash unplugged. Um, and then when you get to get to the checkout, go use unplugged 
100 off and they'll take really good care of you. All right, let's go back to the podcast. So where who, where's the ball going to – so you're saying trap here at X2? Uh, no, I'm saying trap. The the ball gets inside to the post, right? Oh, in here. Yep, yep, right. yep, yep. Two picks up the guy over here where he just entered the ball. Four picks up the guy over here. And the backside guy, which is number one over here, sets he doubles. the trap. Yep. Yep. And then he sinks. He's got to be higher. And he's covering two. But that means that guy's got to directly go over top. But the problem is, is that you're pretty short. But the pro- but in what Jake, and what Jake's saying is that's a hard pass for X5 to make it to X4. Exactly. The steal. More likely, it's always going to go skip out to X1. One. And then you can deny... You could deny the pass for those other two guys, and the ball goes inside. Right. Uh, he didn't. I don't think that that guy number twenty-two or twenty-four had increasingly great post moves. So you could so play either. behind him once. So I'm just saying, like, you could play directly behind him and force him to skip and make that pass every time. It's just an option. I like that too. Right. And and it's 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 an easy because X five wants to pass to X three or X two. He right. wants to pass it out same side. He doesn't want to turn his body and look the opposite way. And he's not going to make a great pass every time either. It's just not in – he's no. just not strong enough no. based on what I see. Um, and then you just kind of get in his back a little bit. You only got, two, like you said right now, two referees. They're not going to see everything, you know, just an option. I, I, like, I like that. I've never thought about that. I just yeah. usually have them always front the post. Well, and the thing um, is, you want you want those other guys shooting. You don't want twenty two and twenty four attacking the room and shooting. You want the other guys. You would rather run out at those other guys and make them shoot. I think. Um, right, and then those guys are already in a position to pack in the lane. So if you do get beat, you still have coverage inside. Because he's sinking. Say if like, okay, uh, like the other guy beats him back door. Well, that little Johnny's still in the middle waiting for that other that other path. I mean, that guy, uh, number one, is still in the lane because he was about to double, but they skip back out. He's, at least he's in protection of the lane. Okay, that's a good thought. That makes sense. I like that. And I normally, I, in most games, I switch up, and we, we usually do 2-2-1 two, two, press, and we run a 1-3-1. One, one. I was just too apprehensive with their big guys of, of running the 1-3-1. One, one, you did a good job attacking. What else do you have on your list? Basically, for defense, uh, Finding the different ways to play defensively, um, I think, is going to be huge because they'll be prepared for the two-three. Um, I thought the other team did a pretty good job. Um, then I kind of lo- I looked at style of play. Um, you can't get in a you can't get in a, a race with these guys, in my opinion. Um, you got kind of in a foot race, and I, I watched your offense. I felt the ball didn't move side to side very often. It became you know. Um, you, you know, you want to limit possessions against a good team like that. So you need to make them challenge you to play play within your offense. Um, one thing I noticed is that your bigs don't move off the dribble well. So I think a five-out is a better idea for you next year, like we talked about. It seemed every time they penetrated, right. sometimes your bigs got in the way when your guards were getting into, into the lane. They don't know how to, like uh, – I say, like, if somebody drives baseline and I'm opposite block, I want to get to the T, as I call it, or um, get to the T, or I got to get to the short corner. I got to get high on the elbow. Your guys just kind of stand there. They don't really do a good job of rotating off the ball and dribble uh, dribble penetration is happening. You go to a five out, I think you're going to have better um, opportunities for better attack on the ball. So, because we talked about there just times where I felt that, you know, more ball movement, player movement, spacing – you know, at times players are making direct cuts to the ball. 
you know, they would, you're running a ball screen offense. A lot of times you only got one screen out of it. That kills you right there too. Yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah, you, you, um, you can get open threes against these guys. They're not that good defensively. That's, that's the point I'm trying to make with limiting possessions. I think one thing that they did a better job than you did is they had better opportunities of scoring. Like they had better looks that you didn't have as good as looks as they did. And um, I think you could make it difficult by running some more efficient offensive half court. I think you could take right. some time off. I think you should take some time. Yeah. You could take some time off the clock and make 24 and 22 work on defense because you're going to get some shots. It's not like they're taking away your three-point shot. You know what I mean? It's like. Yeah, and you didn't really get to the free throw line a lot this game at all. That was another thing is if you want to stick with a team like that, you got to get to the free throw line. Your guys, when they got to the line, they didn't finish strong. I wrote down guards need to fit. Your guards are quick, but they don't finish with two feet. They kind of go in midair and hope the ball's going to go in. I don't right. know if that makes any sense when I say that. Yeah, it's what like, do you mean it, not finish? Can you jump stop? Jump yeah, stop dude, well, when, when you're under control and you're attacking the rim, you're going to get the call more. When you're out of control. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jake. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jake. What we're saying is we got a, a guy, you know, uh, his name is Forrest Larson. It's a guy that I would suggest looking up or getting into for your guards. I think it would be beneficial. It's all about two feet finishing and jump stopping around the rim. I mean, your guards aren't okay. super, super skinny. Number 12 is built like a brick shit house. So it's 14. They're strong, but they need to finish strong all the time. And I don't – I think 12 was the strongest guard out there. He could have really gotten to the rim even more if he wanted to. Uh, and so, I, I, like, overall, I think you get a legit shot. It's just kind of controlling and finding different ways defensively. I think you got a legitimate shot to beat these guys. Yeah, I do too. I am. I am That's all I have. The one, yeah, the one senior I am losing is number 12, though, <laughs> unfortunately. But yeah, um, you, I'll have to have somebody got to step up. My list, uh, he's the player that could take over games for you based on what I saw. I could be completely wrong. He was yeah, no, he's a player. Yeah. Um, no, that's all, that's all super uh, good insight. That's that's super super helpful. I guess what one follow up question that I have is is that's where I always struggle with um, pushing the ball up and as far as the pace because I feel like when we do push the ball up we end up getting better shots just because you know they're in transition and not really set up and maybe that's just a matter that our half court man offense is not that good so maybe we just need to yeah I think there, it's probably a couple things too against against lesser teams it's easy I think against better teams especially if you're going to move up a division it's going to be I can't hear you Jake hold up I can't hear you to beat the good teams and if you're not as good as they are you're going to have to learn how to beat and grind with them in the half court yeah you're just going to have to work on it I mean as you shoot for you guys yeah as Jake's breaking up here a little bit um as um, yeah, I got as basically yeah. what he's saying is, Sorry. A, it's okay to beat the better teams. You you're gonna have to grind with them at some point, and I think you know you watch them. They're taking you know they take they're taking some time to find the shot that they want. Um, sometimes I think you guys settle a little bit for the shots, um, and they're decent shots. But I think you can even get a better shot. And they and he you know that's a four footer. You're taking you know, a 22 footer, which isn't bad. Um, but that's, that, that's kind of the difference. And again, okay. Right. Either pass that back out or shoot it. 
So, you know, there was one pass and it was a shot. It was fine. And he got the rebound. But I think you can get that. I think you can get that shot you just took right there anytime you want. Yeah. I'm not that impressed with their defense. I think it's okay, but it's not like you can't score. So there ha- maybe you have to have an offensive call of like, okay, you were, I think you were up 7 nothing. 10 nothing. You're up 10 nothing. Now it's 12 10. So obviously they're on a run. Yeah. You're on a you went on a run and they're on a run. At the, right. When when a team's on a run, that's not a good shot. That's a good shot when you're when you're when you're on a run. That's a good shot. So so the the the, the what happened here is you got off to a good stop the start. He took a timeout. He settled his guys, and then so that's what they have to. That's where film breakdowns really important. Is like okay, this shot is really good for you eighty percent of the time, but. They just went on a 7-0 run. This isn't a good shot for you right now. A good shot for you is attacking the rim, getting the free throw line, us passing the ball four or five times, and then getting an open shot. You know, so that that's a little bit of how they made this run is right. So so when it if I wasn't gonna it was towards the end of the quarter, so I didn't blow a timeout. But I don't know uh, if I would I would have blown it maybe a little bit earlier, but that's not even the issue. The issue is you you those timeouts are too valuable. They have that's where in, at least in my film sessions, I would have taken this first quarter and said, okay, let's look at this. What did we do well? What did we not do well? And they, and they know that they went on a run. It's not like you have to point out they went on a run, but you want to point to them how you can change that so they don't go on a run next. What, right. I, what I convince my leaders is you have to stop the run rather than me sometimes. You know, sometimes I can take a timeout and stop the run, but sometimes you have to stop the run. Um, and you know when they're on a run, you can feel it. So those quick threes or one pass and a shot while they're coming down and making seven passes and getting a layup or going to the free throw line, that's the difference in the game. So you have to be able to stop those shifts. Um, so so when they get on a run, uh, because I'm the same way, I, don't like, I like to save all my timeouts to the end yep. of the game if possible. Um, but I do have a, a play where it's basically that they – uh, only do paint shots uh, until I call it off. So it's like for a minute or what, just run the offense, mm-hmm. only layups, only layups. And you can do uh, that and, you until can change, I call it off. I would have changed my defenses. Yep. I would have substituted. I mean, there's ways you can do it without taking a timeout. But, yes, a call like that, like we have calls like that too, where one's red and one's black. Red is if you shoot, you might as well walk home. <laughs> and black <laughs> is it better be a layup. So red is stop shooting because we're up six minute and a half. And then black is we'll take a layup kind of thing. Um, So, so you can, those are easy calls and they, we practice it. We practice running red for a minute and a half and practice. You just run the offense, run it, run it, run it, run it. Not that you would do that in this, in the first quarter on a run, but you might run a black call where we're only going to shoot a layup. Are you attacking the rim at that point? Um, so it just what it does too is even if you don't score, it takes a little bit of air out of their balloon. Um, right. You know that's right, right, the thing. Right. Or you, momentum a little bit. It yeah. does. It changes yeah. the momentum. All you're trying to do is change momentum. It's one of the reasons I gave up volleyball because there was no reason for me to. There's no way for me to change momentum in volleyball. I right. could do it. Like it just it snowball. I could sub and I could. I only had two times, so I wasn't able to do it. Um, so I would do that, and then I would also do changing up on the defensive end. I think both of those are really right. Good. No, that's great. And I think one of the challenges that I have, which I'll try to fix next year, is I was running a simple uh, ball screen offense, right. and the kids barely, rarely 
go past the first ball screen. They just it's in their mind they're saying, "Oh, it's the ball screen." So I right, and then I get to pass, then I know. then I get to score. No, 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 no. And that and then part yeah. of that is. Yeah. Uh, and I can find you some film too. What you want to do is show them people running offense well. Yeah, you might even want to find a a, a a continuity that you just go to if you need to grind to. If your guys aren't very good at running anything, run, run flex, run the swing. Yeah, the something. Or the swing. We, I have, Steve and I have ran that for years. So if you need a PDF, you need that kind of stuff, just to have a staple. I mean, not like just something to go to. Um, I'm a firm believer. You got to have three. The, you got to have three different things. You got to have a freelance motion style offense. You read and react. You got to have some type of continuity, and then you got to have your sets. Um, sometimes continuity is just used to get some flow in. You know. Right. Right, and it depends on your right. team. Like when my teams were really good, I used my continuity so they wouldn't shoot every time. You right. know, you know, when I, you know, that because they were all good, they could all create off the dribble on their own. So it's like I had to slow them down and run like the swing to just slow them down. Otherwise, they were just like gonna like try to go on you and dunk on you kind of thing. So you got it. That's where you know. And then maybe we needed to score. We'd run a set, or maybe we needed to give them the freedom. And we're down, and we needed to clear out a side. Great, we could do that. So awesome. All right, did this help? Really, really good stuff, guys. That's okay. super helpful. I've never had it breaking down like that. That's super helpful. Good. I'm glad. All right, we'll talk next week. Get some yeah, sleep, Jay. Hey, Coach, hope you enjoyed that. Make sure you subscribe and like. Go over right now. Stop. Join teachhoops.com. Say, I want to become a better basketball coach. I want to win a state title. I want to learn what it takes to make my take my team to the next level. Well, I can help you do that. Um, I have been through all the battles you've been through. Let me help you through this great process we call coaching. All right, have a great day. Like what right. I, what I convince my leaders is you have to stop the run rather than me. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I can take a timeout and stop the run, but sometimes you have to stop the run. Um, and you know, when they're on a run, you can feel it. So those quick threes or one pass and a shot while they're coming down and making seven passes and getting a layup or going to the free throw line, that's the difference in the game. So you have to be able to stop those shifts. Um, so, so when they get on a run, uh, because I'm the same way, I don't, I, I like to save all my timeouts to the end yep. of the game if possible. 
Um, but I do have a, a play where it's basically that they uh, only do paint shots uh, until I call it off. So it's like for a minute or what, just run the offense, mm -hmm. only layups, only layups. And you can do that uh, until change, I call it off. I would have changed my defenses. Yep. I would have substituted. I mean, there's ways you can do it without taking a timeout. But, yes, a call like that, like we have calls like that too, where one's red and one's black. Red is if you shoot, you might as well walk home. <laughs> and black <laughs> is it better be a layup. So red is stop shooting because we're up six, right. a minute and a half. And then black is we'll take a layup kind of thing. Um, so, gotcha. so you can, those are easy calls. And they, we practice it. We practice running red for a minute and a half and practice. You just run the offense, run it, run it run it run it not that you would do that in this in the first quarter on a run but you might run a black call where we're only going to shoot a layup or you attacking the rim at that point um so it just what it does too is even if you don't score it takes a little bit of air out of their balloon um right you know that's right, right, the thing right. or you momentum it yeah. does it changes yeah. the momentum all you're trying to do is change momentum it's one of the reasons I gave up volleyball because there was no reason for me to, there's no way for me to change momentum in volleyball. Um, I right. couldn't do it. Like it just, it snowballed. I could sub and I could, I only had two times. So I wasn't able to do it. Um, so I would do that. And then I would also do changing up on the defensive end. I think both of those are really. Right. right. No, that's great. And I think one of the challenges that I have, which I'll try to fix next year is I was running a simple uh, ball screen offense. Right. And the kids barely, rarely go past the first ball screen. They just, it's in their mind, they say, oh, it's a ball screen, so I right. And then I get to, pass, then, I, then I get to score. No, 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 no. And, and then part yeah. of that is, you yeah. know, I, think I can find you some film, too. What you want to do is show them people running offense well. Yeah, you might even want to find a, 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 a continuity that you just go to if you need to grind, too. If your guys aren't very good at running anything. Run, run flex, run the swing. Yeah, something. The swing. We, I have, Steve and I have ran that for years. So if you need a PDF, you need that kind of stuff, just to have a staple. I mean, not like just something to go to. Um, I'm a firm believer. You got to have three. The, you got to have three different things. You got to have a freelance motion style offense. You read and react. You got to have some type of continuity, and then you got to have your sets. Um, sometimes continuity is just used to get some flow in. You know. Right. Right, and it depends on your right. team. Like when my teams were really good, I used my continuity so they wouldn't shoot every time. Because you right. know, you know, when I you know that because they were all good, they could all create off the dribble on their own. So it's like I had to slow them down and run like the swing to just slow them down. Otherwise, they were just like gonna like try to go on you and dunk on you kind of thing. So you got it. That's where you know, and then maybe we needed to score. We'd run a set, or maybe we needed to. Do, give them the freedom and we're down and we need to clear out a side. Great. We could do that. So. Awesome. Right. Did this help? Really, really good stuff guys. That's okay. super helpful. I've never had it breaking down like that. That's super helpful. Good. I'm glad. All right. We'll talk next week. Get some yeah, sleep. Jay. Thanks guys. Enjoy right. the world. Sports social podcast network.